we welcome uh, former Edmonton Oiler, and now with the Oilers organization in a management role on the uh, scouting side, uh, back to the show, because I think he's been on once before, Tyler Wright. Hi, Tyler. How are you? I'm good, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got to tell you, Tyler, I didn't think when the Oilers were looking for a general manager, and we knew this you know, back in late January, that Ken Holland would even be an option. Uh, but he ended up becoming the GM, and I'm wondering, you know, how difficult of a choice was this for you to follow Ken uh, to Edmonton? And and you know, you've got to have guys that were mentors, and Ken's a scout at how at heart. Uh, how has he helped you uh, in the journey along the way? Yeah, for sure. I think you you hit a lot of basic points there. Um, I mean, obviously, got a long history with with Ken. Um, you know, I think it goes back even to my playing days towards the end of, you know, kind of the words, the end of my career, um, just having the opportunity to, to be around him. And, and anybody in the hockey inner circle kind of knows if you ever have an opportunity to sit down with Ken Holland uh, um, for an extended period of time or a brief stint for that matter, you're walking away with some, you know, some pretty good stories or some pretty good hockey knowledge. Um, you mean, the guy's, uh, you mean, he's, extremely passionate about his trade and obviously he's had success at, at, at the you know at the higher levels here and um, you know he's been a mentor for me for probably the last you know 20 20 some years here um, and even you know trying to carve myself uh, a little bit of a path outside of hockey and you know once you turn your page on your career um, it, it's about you know reinventing yourself so he definitely has been a been a real positive influence uh you know it was a hard to leave detroit i think you know you put in six six long years of a little bit of a rebuild um you know kind of on the fly where we're trying to stay alive and keep the 24 five-year streak alive of being in the playoffs but it was you know eventually going to come to an end at that time and i think you, you know when you look back and, and see what ken has done and by you know, accumulating the amount of draft picks in such a short period of time in the last couple of years and handing that off to, you know, myself and my staff to go out there and try to be as diligent as we can and make the right picks. And you're not going to make all the right picks every time, uh, but it's not for a lack of effort and, um, you know, a philosophy on the way you're trying to build your hockey club. So extremely excited to come on board with him. Um, I think it's a unique opportunity with Edmonton. Um, uh, and then if you compare Edmonton and Detroit, where you got you know two bona fide superstars in the league right now, and uh, you got uh, you know some big difference makers to build around, and, and I'm excited about that. We're joined by Tyler Wright. He was the 12th overall pick of the Oilers back in uh, 1991. Uh, went to the uh, Memorial Cup with the Swift Current Broncos in uh, 1993 when they had one of the greatest uh, power plays ever. Was that the year uh, Krielek scored like 49 power play goals? I think it was. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, he played obviously uh, for uh, Graham James and Rob uh, Rob Dom at that time. Uh, you mentioned Ken Holland, but there was another guy that I think helped you out along the way, and that's Scott Housen. Because uh, you were with Columbus for several years, and then uh, was it was it Housen or was it Doug McLean that actually brought you in initially as a development coach? It was Housen actually. Yeah, and so you worked for Scott for a number of years, and and then got that opportunity with Ken Holland. So, how do you go from being a development coach to uh, going down the am- amateur uh, scouting path, and how different of a job was that for you, Tyler? 
Um, you know, it, I never really, to be honest with you, I never really kind of thought that the amateur would be, you know, kind of the side, the, the road that I would take. But I think, you know, with, with Scott giving me the opportunity to play uh, a big role in the development role with these young players and, um, you know, you kind of by default, you, you see the top prospects coming along, you're coming along, uh, you know, because you're out, whether it's in college or it's junior hockey or over in Europe, that you, you're seeing the next kind of wave and the underages. And, um, you know, that's the one one thing that's kind of, you know, I mean, when you're leading up into the draft year, um, you know, everyone talks about well, this year, this year, and this year. At the end of the day, these kids have actually been on the radar. The top-end kids have been on the radar for a couple of years. Um, so you're pretty familiar with them, and, and it's a process. It's, it's a process, and, and it's a reality check that you got to keep in mind that they're still young young men at the age of 18. Some are fully developed, maybe physically. Some are a little bit more mentally mature than the others and you got to weigh all these kind of pros and cons and at the end of the day you're you're trying to project these kids and have a little bit of insight that you know what are these kids going to be at 22 and 23 24 and and some are a little bit later developers than than others and um it's there's there's a lot of a lot of dialogue and a lot of communication that has to go on behind the scenes um and i was kind of intrigued by that it was something different every year um you know, Housen gave me the, the opportunity to move into that role, um, and I liked it. Um, you know, I think one thing that, you know, Scott, where when, you know, he kind of left Columbus, I think if you look at, at what Columbus has done in the last couple of years, they've made a lot of changes, but I think there's still some, some core pieces in there that, you know, were under Scott's watch and, um, you know, some of the draft picks that we accumulated along the line, and I think you're going to see that in Detroit as well. And we're trying to bring that over to, to Edmonton and, and you know, get this thing going to, to where everybody wants it to go. And um, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there's going to be a lot of hard work to be done, a lot of travel and um, a lot of a lot of dialogue, but um, up to the challenge. Tyler Wright joining us, named Director of Amateur Scouting today. He's a former Edmonton Oilers player that played over 600 games in the NHL. Bob Stoffert with you. So, Tyler, let me ask you this, because uh, we're getting this text coming in on our Heartland 4 text line at 630-630. Bob Green and Keith Gretzky headed up the Amateur Scouting the last couple of years. I think there's a fair amount of confidence. Uh, I'll, I'll say this to you. I'm in your going into year 12 of doing color and had the show on the other station for six years before that, I would say in the last 18 years, this is the deepest the orders have been with prospects, and there is a confidence level on the amateur side. So on that note, uh, in your vision, does Bob stay a part of things? And then part two with that, uh, philosophically, what's your take on how many crossover scouts you have as opposed to guys that specify a certain region? Well, I think I think to answer the second part of that question, um, you know, I've got to really sit down here over the next couple of weeks before, um, you know, towards the end of July, we start kind of go, getting back up and running here as far as some of the um, under-18 camps. And, uh, you know, there's the under-20 in Plymouth, and then you head over, obviously, the big tournaments over the Ivan Holinka Gretzky Cup that's over in Bratislava um, this year. You know, I've got to sit down and, and kind of dig through, um, you know, kind of what guys have done here in the past, um, certain crossover guys, uh, 
obviously I, I'm familiar with some of the staff. Um, there are some guys that I'm not familiar with too, and and you know, I mean I'm a firm believer of giving a guy an opportunity to to voice their opinion. Um, I'm trying to be a good communicator. I want to be a good listener. I want to listen to what these guys have to say. Uh, bring me ideas. How can we get better? Um, I'm not the guy that's just going to come here and, and pound with an iron fist and say it's my way uh, or the kind of the highway. I, I think that we've got to collectively do this together. At the end of the day, a decision has to be made where that sits, sits with me, and, and I'll own up to it when we do make those decisions. But it's going to be a group, group effort going forward. Um, as far as Bob Green goes, um, he'll be on staff working with, uh, you know, with me. Um, at what point uh, and in what role, uh, you know, we really haven't sat down, but, uh, you know, he'll definitely be coming over to the Hlenka with me and, and sitting down and, and going through philosophies. Obviously, you know, by myself coming in, I've got a little bit of a, probably a different philosophy on how things are going to run, and I'm going to put that in place. And, um at the end of the day, I have to filtrate kind of Ken Holland's, um, you know, philosophy and the way that he wants the Oilers team to look. And, and that's my job is to go out into the area, guys, and make sure that that philosophy is getting filtered down. And, and we're, we're going to start evaluating on um, the way that we want the Edmonton Oilers to look like. Uh, the way that we want the Oilers to look like is different the way that, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers and the Calgary Flames want to look. And, and how can we get better? And, and, and where do we see the future of the game going? Um, and, and try to get ahead of that curve and constantly moving and constantly changing and, te- you know, tweaking our philosophies and going back and revisiting drafts and, and not so much to point blame, but more, more importantly to go back and, and let's have dialogue on why we like this guy and um, why did he not turn out? Why did we like this guy and turned out to be better? Um, how can we learn from that? Well, you know, and look at other people's drafts for that sure. matter. Why why did they turn out to be better players than we thought? And and try to implement it constantly, growing every single day, every single year, um, trying to get better as a group, trying to get better as a whole. Um, we got a lot of work to do. We 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 pile all the years work in for basically a 24-hour period at the draft, and it goes by quick and. Um, you know, pounding the table for Ken to get us a lot more picks, but at the end of the day, we're trying to we're trying to put a put a better product on the ice and and be a better club and and get into the playoffs and and that's our goal. 